time for Spooky, the Spooky Podcast. Chris L. Dillon and Shane K. Whitty. Spooky. The Spooky Podcast. My name is Chris L. Dillon, and with me, as always, is the lovely Sugar K. Knight. Oh, shit. Oh, I mean, Shane K. Whitty. I was... I was looking at our logo, and Suge Knight was in the the news. Yeah, because yeah, uh, he was dropping bombs about Tupac, yeah, right, or something. Yeah. I don't know. I didn't read it. I just saw the headlines. Yeah. It, it, <laughs> I was looking at our logo, and I was like, oh, shit. I look like Suge Knight. Yeah, you kind of do, man. <laughs> sweet. You kind of do. I mean, sweet, but not sweet, but... Hey, all right. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Well, in the way you just said it right at the top of this, it sounded like you should you said sugarcane. <laughs> so that's your new nickname. You're sugarcane witty. Sugarcane? Sugarcane witty. That's right. <laughs> Processed sugar cuz I'm pale. <laughs> I ain't that sugar in the raw. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, stirred up, stirred up with some fettuccine. Get some sweetener in your coffee. Got to put a little, got to put a little bit in your marinara sauce. <laughs> Cut down on the acidity. <laughs> so here we are. Oh, jeez, I think this is our eleventh episode. That's about it. Yeah. Now here's the thing: if you're if you're a listener of Spooky, if you've been with us for a while, you you will know quite well. That I am not what you might call a mathologist. Oh. Mm-hmm. I, too, am not part of the mathology. Yeah. It's just, it doesn't click. Mm-hmm. So, I think on the last episode, I said something along the lines that this this episode, which is the final episode of Spookytoberween... Your word that I my, can't say. My beautiful word. I I even practiced it last night. <laughs> I just, <laughs> nope. I could not do it. <laughs> oh, it's funny. I've been, you know, I've been watching, you know, I've been watching a little bit TV and stuff here and there and all the ads. Like, everybody is something tober. Like, there, there's, oh, there's like, yeah. a, there's like a, there's like a Scooby-Doo marathon that's going to happen on some channel and they're calling it like Scooby-Tober. <laughs> You're a man ahead of your time, I, no, sir. I'm just, I'm just following. I'm just following. I'm a sheep. Um, but I think on the last episode, I said something along the lines that this episode was going to happen after Halloween, and that was real wrong about that. Um, but we're going to be recording the next episode on Halloween, but it's going to come that Friday. Yes. Um, but yeah. So yeah. So yeah. Before Halloween, here we are. <laughs> before Hi. Halloween, I I lied last time. No, it's just because I don't understand how numbers work. <laughs> <laughs> you don't know how to operate a calendar. Yeah, well, it's because it's it's because I just always go into the subject. I'm just like, okay, there's four weeks in a month. <laughs> this is the fourth episode. No, no, the fourth episode of Spookytoberween. <laughs> so obviously, it's going to happen after. <laughs> Halloween, but it just didn't even occur to me. Oh, Halloween's the last day of the month, so yeah. I just you know I want to own up when I'm stupid, and uh, yeah. So that was a stupid thing to say. <laughs> but beyond that, how was your week? Uh, well, um, let's start with the good news. Good news. All right. 
So, um, my youngest, mm-hmm. who's eight, uh-huh. um, couldn't find a Pennywise costume Okay. for Halloween. All right. He really wanted to be Pennywise. Sure. And so, I know how people get creeped out by scary clowns. Right. And, like, when, when he does it, he's totally got... Like, that creepy Joker smile thing going on. Yeah, okay, yeah, I can see that. Sure. You know, he's an adorable... He is, absolutely. But, uh, couldn't find a Pennywise. Mm -hmm. So, he showed up here today. (laughs) His mom dropped him off before school. And all I see is an alien walking towards me. He's like, yeah, we couldn't find a Pennywise costume, so uh, I went with the alien. Yeah. And then, you know, did his little giggle and ran inside. But he came out in full Halloween regalia. Nice. Not something I was expecting (laughs) at 7 o'clock in the morning. What the? (laughs) It's an invasion. Oh! (laughs) The Greys heard about... (laughs) <laughs> the, the, me selling them out on their secret underground war. Uh, shit. <laughs> They've come to silence you. <laughs> yes. But, uh, no. So, that was good. Um, I think I touched on it last week. But, you know, got the dog back. Nice, yeah. Uh, yeah. So, um, yeah. that was good. Um, other than that, and I spent some time with my, uh, daughter on Saturday, just, you know, daddy-daughter time. Nice. We went and crushed some hot dogs. Hell yeah. Can't never go wrong with hot dogs. No, you could go wrong with No, you can't. totally good. <laughs> there's this, they, uh, no, there's this place over here, and they're like, gourmet hot dogs. And then I read their reviews on Yelp, and I was like... Is that is that that place that's been there for Top Dog? No, Top Dog's been gone for years. Oh, I don't know. I don't pay attention. Yeah. You don't pay attention to hot dogs, Chris? No. <laughs> man. I don't pay attention yeah. to nothing, man. It was just Sonic that we went to. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I was, cool. I was like, can't go wrong there. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. I'm a I'm a I'm a wiener schnitzel man myself. I wanted to go and their Polish sausage sandwich gets me every time. Yeah. Every time. It's like a it's like that one lover in life that just shows back up in your life, and you're like, "Oh fuck, I still love you." Yeah, yeah. For Can me, it's for me, it's the it's the combo, the the chili combo, where you get the chili cheese dog, the chili cheese burger, and then the chili cheese fries. You're a good man, Charlie Brown, <laughs> or should I call you Chili Brown? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. Well, and then I don't know, I don't know what it is about the Wiener Schnitzel chili cheeseburgers, but man, I can eat them things like vitamins. Just, <laughs> <laughs> down the gullet they're so good and just foul at the same time but yeah it's like I don't know it's a taste of home for some reason yeah <laughs> <laughs> how do you affiliate yourself with food <laughs> but my yeah my week was pretty uneventful um, for the most part hey man uneventful is better than bad huh yeah. Oh, and then you know, um, looking at new career options, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, as you are as well. Mm-hmm, so, mm-hmm. 
Now we have that stupid thing called hope going on. Ugh. Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> please, please let me get this job. I am so tired of dealing with the people I deal with. The thing is, if I get this job, it's in a neighborhood that's even worse than the neighborhood I work in. But it's at least during daylight hours. Yeah. Yeah. So and, it's I, not, and, and it's not, you know, I, I, I would imagine it's a lot less interaction yes. with, uh, with the, sort, the sorts of with the sorts. clientele you have. With the sorts. Clientele. <laughs> we'll just call have. them that. The sorts. You're travelers. <laughs> the travelers. The dreamers. The dreamers. <laughs> the, those consumed with wanderlust. Yeah. So they can find a pl- corner to fly their signs and yeah. s- get cash to score their next thing. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Sent you text messages with poop on the wall. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, <laughs> but how was your week? Uh, similarly uneventful. Um, as usual, I spent a lot of time with my ass parked in front of the TV. I watched a, uh, it's a new Netflix series called Mindhunter, which, uh, I was surprised by, because actually, I, I don't know, I don't know what my deal was, but I thought it was, like, a documentary at first. I was like, oh, this sounds interesting, it's, you know, the description is like, it's about, it's about the, like, the FBI team that sort of, that started, um, like, uh, criminal profiling is for, like, serial killers, is this the, like the new one with the actor from House? Uh, no, no, it's not the actor from House. I think the only the only person of real oh, note okay. in it is um, actress who is on Fringe. Uh, Olivia something. I can't Olivia think of Olivia Wilde? No. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't Olivia remember. Newton-John. Yeah, that was it. Boom. Uh, boom? Got it. Yeah? Yeah, no, it's not it's, uh, I, I don't know. Is, is, she was she was she was the main character on Fringe. Okay, that's all um, I know, and I've only seen a couple episodes of that anyway. Uh, but it's not a documentary; it's a uh, it's a series. I think there's twelve or thirteen episodes, and yeah, it's it's, it's just about um, kind of in the uh, I guess it's the early seventies when they you know just sort of started realizing that it's like oh there's these there's a pattern to yeah there's patterns to this stuff like it's you know. They had certain ways of viewing criminals at the time, and you know these serial killers. Like at the time, they didn't even have the term serial killer, and uh, but they started kind of looking at the psychology of these guys, mm-hmm. and um, sort of creating those profiles and, and all this kind of stuff. It's it's, it's really interesting, uh, especially kind of the you know portraying sort of the pushback to that because you know. I mean, it's still kind of pervasive today, but especially back then, like, nobody had any faith in psychology. And so uh, the idea of, like, predicting what someone might do, you know, based off of these patterns and stuff, like crime scenes, was just totally foreign and almost mystical to people. And, uh, but these guys, you know, were figuring it out. And, um, I mean, obviously... You know, I don't know how much of it is, you know, for dramatic purposes, you know, how, how true to life it is. But, like, they've got, 
there's like a whole part of it where a guy plays. It, it, it sort of starts with they go to interview. This guy's really interested in, in, in figuring this stuff out. And so he goes to interview at Kemper in prison. And uh, the guy playing at Kemper is just phenomenal. I mean, he is just chilling. Uh, uh, so I don't know. I mean, he's. I've never seen him in anything else. I'm sure he's been in other stuff. I don't know what his name is, but that dude's great. Um, and it's it's really compelling. The first couple episodes are kind of meh. Like, it's, it's just sort of set up. Kind of like, and, yeah, the build-up. Yeah. Uh, but once it really start, gets rolling, it's, uh, it's, it's really tense and, yeah, just real compelling. So I would suggest seeing, if you're interested in that sort of shit, like serial killers and all that kind of stuff, um, yeah, check out Mindhunter. Uh, yeah. Oh, November 17th. Yep. It can't get here soon enough. Yeah, Punisher. It's coming. Punisher. Man, that show looks good. No, oh, that looks so good. Yeah, that looks real good. The shades will be drawn. <laughs> I may or may not be wearing pants. <laughs> if I am wearing pants, they'll be loose fitting, just in case. <laughs> just in case. Because, as you know, Punisher is my favorite comic character of mm-hmm. all time. Mm-hmm. Yep. So, finally, something good that'll ho- hopefully, you know, sp- you know, spawn into a bunch of merchandise so I can quit seeing the Punisher skull on American sniper gear. Yeah, right. Yeah. Oh, it'll it'll happen. I know they called them. I know that you know they call their their crew the Punishers. I'm like Punisher is never to be pluralized. Right. Never. There's only one Frank Castle. Right? It's like what was that uh the, the airheads, the Lone Rangers? <laughs> you remember that movie? Yeah, yeah. No, you know, that was a great movie. What, what was it? Uh it was like who's more powerful, Lemmy or God? Trick question. Lemmy is God. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yeah, or X Files, the lone gunman. Right. <laughs> no, no. There's only one Punisher. His no. name is. I get almost like Fight Club with it. His name is Frank Castle. His name is Frank Castle. <laughs> but I am so excited, and um, I was listening to Kevin Smith. On his podcast, mm-hmm. and uh, it, what was it called? The Fat Man on Batman or something yeah. like that. And yeah. he, and he was like, "There needs to be an award to whoever edited that because that is great editing on the trailers." There's two trailers out there, folks, for the Punisher. Yeah, check them out. They are awesome. I'm excited for November seventeenth. I might even get a bucket of fried chicken while I sit in my loose or non-pant state and <laughs> and eat, <coughs> punish some chicken while the <laughs> Frank punishes some motherfuckers up in here. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, and you called it because you said, you know, because we were trying to figure out when it might come out. You said it was probably going to happen right, uh, right after Ragnarok. And Ragnarok comes out no- November 2nd. Yeah, it's November second, and then yeah, Punisher. And I think two Punisher weeks later. comes out uh, right after or right at the same time as um, Justice League. So I think there mm-hmm. might be a little uh, 
little friction between uh, Marvel and DC about who wants to get the ratings and stuff. Yeah, maybe, maybe. I think maybe it's, but you know, one's one's Netflix and the other is you know theatrical release. Yeah. And, um, so I don't know, but I don't know, and I'm kind of excited for Justice League. Um, oh yeah, Jason Momoa. Yeah. That dude's all right. Yeah, he's easy on the eyes. Yeah. Like, damn. Yeah. I met him once. Did you? Yeah. I met him at the Sundance Film Festival. He's a pleasant guy. How tall is he? I don't know, 50 feet? 50 feet? Somewhere around there. I mean, I may be, you know, I might be off. I'm I'm not 100% sure because they just saw him and there was like an aura about him. Yeah, no, I mean, he towered over me. So yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead and say fifty feet tall. Fifty feet? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but no, he was real pleasant. I mean, it's not like I you know hung out with the guy, but you know, sort of met him in passing. You know, hey, oh, I'm a fan. That sort of thing. Shake hands. Yeah. You know, Still kinda, you know, one got of to, my favorite. Sort of hug his midsection because that's as far <laughs> up as I can go. And <laughs> Still one of my favorite fight scenes of all time when uh, him in Game of Thrones. Oh yeah, and and it's just like his speech, you know, before it. Yeah, and then like the fight scene only lasts like a minute and a half. I'm like, oh god, damn! I wish I was that dude. Yeah, yeah. And now he's on that show where like I don't know what the show's about. It's, uh, Frontier or something yeah, like that. Just, I haven't he watched it. He throws axes yet. a lot. That's all I really know about it. Well, you know, <laughs> that's hey. cool. Hey. That's cool, man. Hey, I'm, he's thinking pretty, of, I'm thinking about getting some throwing axes myself. Yeah. I'd be like, oh, yeah, no, me and Jason Momoa hang out at uh, the X-Throwing competitions that happen <laughs> all the time. Yeah, and he seems real good at it because I've seen him on, like, the late-night shows throwing axes. And he's no, he probably bull- is. He bullseyes it, like, pretty much always. So, yeah. He pro- he's probably that talented all. <laughs> You're just like, damn it, man. <laughs> it's like Statham actually being good at martial arts. You're like, damn it. <laughs> <laughs> totally. Totally. But yeah, yeah, uh, Punisher. I'm actually, I'm, I'm a little surprised. I, I, I actually thought we weren't going to get it till probably December. But so yeah, that's cool. Seventeenth, and I'll, I'll probably have it all watched by the eighteenth. <laughs> <laughs> I'll talk to one of our travelers and I'll get us some bumps. <laughs> uh, yeah, just and yeah. you know, <laughs> gotta, gotta stay up, gotta stay up and watch the Punisher. <laughs> No, you know, and I've always been a pretty big fan of Punisher too. And it's like, um, I actually I liked the 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 last movie they did was Warzone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, that was a pretty good movie. I absolutely hated the villain, um, uh, Jigsaw. And it's not that I hated; I, I just hated the performance, which is weird because that actor and I can't think of his name. Like, this is the dude from The yeah. Wire, and he's such a good actor, but he is yeah. so bad. Well, Punisher. what they're saying is that that was intentional because yeah. they put so many um, restrictions on the director of that movie, and her, her name escapes me right now. Yeah, but it was a female director for it. Yeah, and so it was kind of like an fu to the studios. They went over the top and super campy, like you know the old Batman TV show. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was still back in the time when they were like. They'd go one of two extreme directions. They were like, "Okay, we're making a comic book movie, so either we got to make it really, really comic booky, or we got to like just try and divorce it from comic books entirely." 
instead of just sort of embracing where you know what comics are, modern comics are like. Uh, so yeah, I understand that. It just I don't know. This performance is real cringy to me. But other than that, I mean, I like the guy who played the Punisher. Oh no, he was the best. He, he was the best looking one out of it. Yeah. I mean, as close as to you know the comics. Yeah. Well, at least the uh, was it the Thomas Marvel, Jane the though. Knights. Yeah, Thomas Jane now though. Now that he's gotten a little older. Yeah. And if anybody's seen Dirty Laundry out there, I'm like, all oh, damn. Yeah. yeah, that was a good short. Uh, yeah, but John Bernthal is oh man, insane. he's he killed it in Daredevil season two. So mm-hmm. uh, yeah, I think it's going to be pretty great. And what I love about him, he's taking the role seriously, as because so many when he was doing, you know, his studying for the role, I'm like Punisher fans, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they're like. Don't you fuck this up? <laughs> yeah, wasn't it? Wasn't it that someone like literally said that to him? Like, yeah, the bookstore. Yeah, they're like, like yeah, they're like, okay, this is what you need to read. This is what you need to read. You need to read, and then he went to another one to get more stuff. And they're like, this is what you need, and and they were like, oh, oh, cool, you're gonna play uh, Punisher. Sweet. That was his first experience. Yeah, that was in California, I believe. Well, some uh, of that actually was here. And that, well, I thought that here was where he got the. This is what you're gonna need. This is what you're gonna need. This is what you're gonna need. Don't fuck this up. Yeah, yeah, that sounds like Albuquerque. Yeah, that's <laughs> a, yeah, because he was he was here shooting something. I don't know what it was, but when he uh, uh, the you know he, he got he got the call, I guess that he was he got the part, and so. He went to some Albuquerque comic stores, and he got the lowdown initially. So, yeah, looking forward to it. Punisher, I think, is going to be pretty good. I mean, they've been they've been doing really well with these Netflix shows. Uh, you know, I I know I'm in the minority. I you know I actually really enjoyed uh, Iron Fist. Uh, I enjoyed it, but. I just keep thinking it's tied from that '70s show. <laughs> <I'm> sorry, <laughs> you know it was slow moving. Uh, you know, it was slow moving, and you know I think after some thought on it, I think there are two two main reasons I think why people didn't like Iron Fist too much. And the first one is that he. Over the course of the series, he really didn't have much of a, a character arc. He was the same character, like he didn't grow, or like it. It took until the Defenders for him to complete his arc. Yeah, because he was the same character at the first episode he was as the last episode of Iron Fist, and it wasn't until he, in Defenders when he met the other people he started becoming friends with Luke Cage. That's when he started to grow as a character. Um. And the other, and the other part of it, and I think this is even in, in Defenders, this kind of issue is that Iron Fist is supposed to be the best martial artist on the planet. Yeah. In the universe, multiverse. I don't know. Mm-hmm. He's supposed to be the best. And I think it was kind of an issue that throughout both series, he just got his ass kicked constantly by everybody. Daredevil whooped him. Bad guys yeah. whooped him, mm. and he, you know he just he relied too heavily on the Iron Fist. You know it was like yeah, it's just like well, we'll just break that out in the first place and win. Yeah, you know, but 
he doesn't. Oh. And so he just kind of whines forever, and there's always a stupid reason why he can't do Because this chi is blocked. Yeah. Yeah. So I'll lay off, lay off the Taco Bell, my man. Uh, yeah, so uh, other than that, in the week, uh, I introduced my son for the first time to Mario Kart. Oh, snap. Uh, he was a little hesitant at first. He was like, well, it seems like it might be a little repetitive, and I don't know. But, uh, yeah, now he's pretty much addicted to it. <laughs> he plays all the time. He's, uh... But I laid down a challenge. Uh, you know, basically, I like to run my household like a, a Game of Thrones house. And so he needs to, I mean, you know, he's 10 years old right now. He's in training, things like that. But I need to be sure that he's going to be able to, you know, take over as lord of my house later on. So I need to prepare him for that. So I told him flat out that in order for me to feel comfortable as you get older to take the mantle, you need to, you need to do one of two things. First option is you need to defeat me in single combat, fight me to the death, and win. Or you need to be able to consistently beat me at Rainbow Road in Mario Kart. <laughs> so he's going the Mario Kart route. <coughs> at least that's what he's training for. Unless, well, he, unless he's training in secret for you know the fight. But You know what? It, it, Given as smart as he is, he's probably doing both. Yeah, that's probably true. And he's like, <laughs> I'd prefer to take the Rainbow Road route. Wow, that was hard to say. Yeah. Alliteration. <laughs> because I don't want to kill you, Dad. Yeah. I can wait till you die. Yeah. Before I take the mantle. Yeah. Well, you know, because I warned him, too. I mean, I was like, look. Here's the thing: is that when you're ready, when you're ready, and if you decide to go the single combat fight to the death route, you got to understand, I'm going to be an old man at that point. Now, that might seem like, you know, that'll make it easier for you. But the thing is, is that you, as a young man, you'll be fighting to win. Uh, I, as an old man, will be fighting to live. Well, that's how I tell people. You know, they're like, "What's the secret to raising kids?" I'm like, "You." You raise them for a second, a split second hesitation. Mm -hmm. Is when they decide to challenge the throne. You did indeed tell me that when he was born. That's that's what you're working towards, man. Is is still in that one second of hesitation? Yeah, they go to swing on you, and they they pause for a second, and then whatever you do in that split second, that's on you as the parent. Yeah, but. You put enough fear into them where they pause for a split second, like, God, what happens if I miss? And they think about it, and then you don't even give them a chance to it, and it's all bap, 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 bap. I'm old, I'm cranky. (laughs) Not today, young one. Yeah, no, so I'm, I'm, you know, honestly, I'm hoping he's going to go the Mario Kart route. Yeah, you know, as soon as it all came out of my mouth, I realized that maybe I might have made a mistake. Nah, you guys get along pretty good. Because he's a he's real svelte, and he's real wily, and he's real smart. Mm, yeah. So, but you gotta remember, we may be bigger, we may be slower, but we only have to connect once. 
<laughs> they may bap the hell out of you. <laughs> that's why I think, that's why I love Talladega Nights so much. Like, Chip, I'll come at you like Spider Monkey. I'm all hopped up on Mountain Dew. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're going to get some in there. I just got to catch you once. I yeah. just got to catch you once. Yeah. I just I just figure out, you know, if you go single combat route, I'm going to, I'm going to, Definitely pull the, you know, make just get him to feel bad for me. <laughs> so, yeah. <coughs> yeah. Well, maybe just like change titles, like, you know, he could he could be Lord of the Manor, and he'd be like, I don't know, Queen Bee or something. I don't know what they would call that, Lord Bee. He'd be like, yeah. oh, you're the still the revered one, but he's the one running shit. Yeah. Hmm. I don't know. That's a that's a good question. I'll have to look into that, like the hierarchies and things yeah, like that. Yeah. Yeah. The hierarchy, the hierarchy of a monarchy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, because like you know, like a Game of Thrones, you know, right now, oh, spoiler alert, just covering asses. Um, you know, it's like Jon Snow is uh, Lord of Winterfell, and then uh, oh, the, Sansa. Sansa is you know Lady of Winterfell kind of thing but then i don't know what it would have i don't know what it would be if it was like two dudes but you know hey it's 2017 you know genders don't matter so we figure something out lord and duke maybe maybe i don't know, I don't know. maybe it'd be like he's he's lord but then i i just become lord commander of the armies you know mm. it's kind of demotion i mean there's more words lord's still in there but he, he would be above me at that point yeah. you know and then everyone would know that he, you know. Yeah, I haven't watched it. I haven't watched it since uh, season two because I was so hoping for the books to be done. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, that's never gonna happen. Yeah, <laughs> and, and, and you know, just like I don't watch many movies, I don't read much literature. Yeah. So like, I felt like I put some investment in this. You did. I read all the dang books after seeing the first season. I was like, wow. Yeah. This is some twisted shit here. Yep. Read all the books. <laughs> Waiting for the next one to come out. I'm like, they I'm like, he's gotta have it already written. He's gonna drop it right before right before the season starts. And he's got probably got the next one written too, because he said it was gonna take two more books to finish the story. Nope. No. He's just he's just sitting on that HBO money. Yep. Somebody who was so opposed to fan fiction using these characters just went to the writers at HBO and went, "Yeah, so this is kind of how it ends. Uh, you guys <laughs> fill in the gaps, all right?" Um, well, I do kind of I do kind of like the uh, like the the, uh, the the story around that the the mythos of how he like he went to them and was like, "What? How do you think it ends?" And then they said what they thought, and he was like, "Yeah, no, that's right, awesome, okay, you could do the show." So no, man, I love what he's done, you know, with Meow Wolf and yeah, yeah. I mean, here like locally, yeah, you know, he's he's infused a lot of that HBO money into the economy because he's out in Santa Fe, which is an hour away from us here in the Kirk. Um, but yeah, he so he owns that uh, that theater. Cocteau Theater. Yeah. And yeah. 
where they play, where the, and they actually run Game of Thrones when it's on. They like. Oh, do they? The do they? Yeah. <laughs> and then uh, did they just win some award for like one of the best ten independently run? Yeah. Theaters. Yeah, because yeah, he bought it and just you know threw a bunch of money into it and made it pretty awesome. And then we have we have Meow Wolf, which I don't I don't even know really how to describe that place. It's like a, it's an art installation sort of interactive interactive like things kind of like a haunted house but it's not a haunted house it's an artsy like you yeah. walk around and I don't know. Like, I've just never heard anything bad about it like, yeah everyone's everybody even people who've been there are like I don't know how to describe it other yeah. than it's awesome yeah so if you're listening to this you're not from Albuquerque you don't know anything about Meow Wolf google it cuz we can't really explain it but i have heard that uh in order to see everything in meow wolf they've estimated that it takes someone about 200 hours of walking around that place to experience everything dang and uh yeah i actually haven't i've never been there myself i haven't been there either uh but i've most most people i know have been and they've everybody's been blown away by it so yeah meow wolf so if you're in, ever in santa fe Meow wolf. Meow wolf. Meow. Meow. And the Cocktail Theater. <laughs> oh, and Chicharron at El Comal. It's the best in the state that I've found. Nice. Nice. See? Food and entertainment. Culture. Giving it to you. Here at Spooky. Here at Spooky. The Spooky <laughs> Podcast. <laughs> so, yeah, that was pretty much my week. Pretty, uh, pretty chill. Well, well, no. Chill weeks are good weeks. Yep. So here we are, the final episode of Spooky Toberween, which is what we've been doing all month. If you didn't know, is we've been taking the uh, traditional uh, sort of creatures stories yeah, uh, that you would associate with Halloween. We did. Uh, we did vampires. We did witches. We did. Uh, what was the other one we did? Witches, vampires. What is the other one we did? <laughs> Shit. Um, They're all starting to kind of blend together a little uh, bit. I'm gonna be honest. Yeah. I mean, we're gonna have to we're gonna have to get like a dry erase board yeah, here sure. at the here at the headquarters, uh, at the world headquarters, spooky world headquarters, the spooky world headquarters, so we can keep track. Yeah, but. You're bringing it this time around. Yep. And I hear tell that we're going to be talking about zombies. Well, depends on which source. Okay. I'm going in this blind. You've told me nothing. So, I'm going to be honest. Okay. Honesty is always the best policy. I want to choke everybody that's a Walking Dead fan. Like, choke them. Oh, that's fair. That's fair. All right, because I know we all have to suspend, you know, disbelief when we go to see something sure. about the supernatural. Obviously, obviously. But it's been like a zombie movie. Love it. Mm-hmm. Love zombie movies. Yeah, as long as they're you know, it's a movie. Right. Two hours of my time. Two hours tops. You're out. Awesome. Got my zombie fix. Right. 
We're freaking seven years in, or whatever. How many seasons Walking Dead is going? It was like, really? Yeah, right. They haven't decomposed yet? Really? Yeah. Well, yeah, actually, I, I mean, they are kind of doing that. Like, I'll yeah, give not- them credit that they are making the, the zombies uh, kind of de- decompose over the years. But, no, I'm with you, because the thing about Walking Dead is that it's like, you know, the first, like, the first season was great. Second season was hot garbage. Then it got pretty good again. And then now, like, I just, I stopped watching it myself. Because it's, they just keep doing this. It's just the same thing over and over and over again. And to be honest with you, I fucking hate Rick. I think he's to shut the fuck up. This is like, you know, he's either... Should have been you, Rick. Shane should have kept living. So I could keep hearing my name... Over and over again. Yeah, but but if Shane was still on Walking Dead, he wouldn't be doing the Punisher. Oh, that's true. So, but you know, it's just my thing with Rick is that it's like, you know, it's it's always the same thing. He's either ultimate badass, like he he takes control, and then just something happens that he completely breaks down, and it's just this. It's either it's one or the other. There's never any in between. He never seems to learn anything. He never seems to get over anything. It's just. Blech. And there's the same story over and over. Like, how many times could you do... Like, I get it. I get the people, like, human beings are the real monsters. Okay, I get it. So, I'm with you. I'm with you with The Walking Dead. Yeah, people just, like, oh, no, I won Pulitzer Prizes. Or, I don't... I don't know. <laughs> I don't think it did. <laughs> I'm, did you it, know, it's, did one, it, it's one did it, some awards. Did it... Get a Peabody? Maybe. I don't know. I don't know. It's no, got like, people get all uppity about it. It's like foodies <laughs> that order food from Blue Apron. <laughs> and they get all snobby about it. I'm a, she- I'm a chef now. I'm a chef. I got my box of Blue Aprons. Right, everything's measured out for you. Shut the right. fuck up. Yeah. <laughs> next on The Walking Dead, the Caldecott Award winning comic book. <laughs> yeah, just, I don't know. Yeah, I, 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 just people get, just people take it way too seriously. Oh yeah. my God. Yeah. Well, and you know, and that's, that's actually, you know, one of the things I, I think I, you know, I said, uh, a couple episodes ago, like, I feel like I need to turn in my nerd card because I tend to like things too much. I don't complain very much, but the only real complaints I tend to have with like the fandoms that I guess I'm involved in is that, I love the, I love the shows, I love the media, but goddamn, I hate the fans. You know, like I'm a huge Doctor Who fan, and but I'm also aware of the fact that Doctor Who fans are some of the worst people. They've only recently been eclipsed by Rick and Morty fans. I love Rick and Morty, but Rick and Morty fans are the worst people on the planet, and I absolutely hate being associated with that. <laughs> you know, it's like burning down McDonald's to get you know because they didn't have Szechuan sauce or whatever. It's terrible. It's like, look, you're not back for one day. I think it was only one day. Yeah, and I mean, they're bringing it back later or something. But that was basically because people were freaking the fuck out. Like people were, you know, hopping counters and like. Oh, so it's like Invader Zim fans and their love of Gur. Yeah, yeah. That's one thing. You know, if you're a person, I'm just gonna say, if you're a person and you come at me with a Gur impression, we're not gonna have a very long conversation. I don't want to hear it. I love Invader Zim. I, I love, love Invader Zim, too. Zim. I love Gurr. But come on, people. Yeah. Pull it back a little. Pull I it back. St- my, one of my favorite lines ever from Invader Zim is, Are you thirsty for chicken? 
No, no, I'm not. No, no. I'll eat chicken. I don't thirst for chicken, though. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, I just, it's, it's usually, for me, it's, it's the fandom that kind of ruins shit. And like, currently, like I said, it's like Rick and Morty. It's like, look, Rick and Morty's huge. Everybody likes Rick and Morty. Just because you like Rick and Morty doesn't make you smarter than everybody else. You're not a Rick. You're not a Morty. Okay? They're the villains of the show. Calm down. <laughs> Just calm the fuck down. Just calm down. Just calm down. As, as uh, our, uh, a good pal of the show, a uh, good pal of Spooky, Curly, Tlapuyawa, actor, stuntman would say, Settle down, nerds. <laughs> Settle down. And he's one of the biggest nerds I know. <laughs> uh, look, I'm one of you, and I'm telling you guys, chill it. Yeah. Just pull it back a little. <laughs> pull it back just a bit. <coughs> but, Zambies. Zambies. So, because I loathe the popularity of Zambies. Mm-hmm. Justified. I was like, okay, well, we still got to do it, right? So, you know, you got your popular ones. I mean, technically, Frankenstein's monster is a zombie. Okay, I'll go with that. I'm sure people will be like, no. No, because on page 37, shut up. Yeah. <laughs> I'll accept it. Okay. He's, he's a dead body that's been reanimated. That's yeah. Zombie. Yeah. You know, yeah, he was pieced together. Sure. He's just, he's hes the Voltron of zombies. There you go. Boom. Boom. <laughs> Five people. <laughs> he, he was put together with five different people's body parts. Yeah, that's right. He's the, he's the Megazord of zombies. What was the, what was the knockoff Voltron that was like 120 vehicles? Do you remember that one? That's a good question. Well, I don't know. If anybody knows, please just hit us up. As 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 you well know, I uh, I did not get anywhere into Japanese anime until quite recently, and that is not a subset that I've gotten into. Yeah, that was so. uh, yeah. No, I used to watch it as a kid. So I mean, I was watching it before you were probably born. <laughs> <laughs> You're not Fuck. that much older than me, man. Fuck. Uh, I'm old. Anyhow, uh, so it being spooky toberween. Boom! You did it! Sweet! Nice! I was like, alright, well, we're gonna have to touch on this. Right. You know, The Walking Dead. No, not The Walking Dead, but, you know, Zambies. Zambies. Also used in hockey games to shave the ice to make it nice. Oh, no, that's Zambonis. Yeah. <laughs> the distant cousin of the Zambian. <laughs> so, I'm going through, I'm looking at various zombie stories, and came across one that kind of caught my attention. All right. So, there's some debate. Okay. They could be zombies. All right. Or, 
It can be a hopping vampire. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I thought you were. I I thought you were going to go towards maybe like ghoul or yeah something like this. But a hopping vampire. Okay, a hopping vampire. All right. So all I can picture is like like old school Dracula on a pogo stick. <laughs> That's not the case. It's right. it's an entity of some sort. Okay. okay. Alright. But there's there's serious debate about whether it's a zombie or if it's a hopping vampire. Alright. Kinda like kinda like how like wind scorpions aren't scorpions. Yes. Okay, gotcha. Jerusalem crickets aren't in Jerusalem. Or crickets. Uh, <laughs> yeah, or crickets. <laughs> They're just absolutely terrifying to look at. Oh, is that the, is that the same thing as the, uh, uh, the child of the earth? They're close to that. Yeah, yeah I think they're are... they're I think they're cousins too. Yeah, those things are pure nightmares. Yeah. Oh, ee, ee. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You ever seen you ever seen a you ever seen a bug chew on something <laughs> like a piece of metal? I have <laughs> child of the earth. <laughs> Google it. I'm not even going to go into it because I don't need those nightmares tonight. Oh, no, stepping on one and they make that noise. Well, there's a reason why they're called children of the earth. Yep, because they cry like babies if you yeah. step on them. Yeah. You ever stepped on a baby? <laughs> All the time. Yeah. Well, that sound, that's what, that's what they make. <laughs> so I came across stories out of China. Okay. Now, I'm probably going to mess up the pronunciation uh, pronunciation of these. Fair. But I'm guessing they're called um, Jiangxi. Okay. All right. All right. Sounds good to me. Which, this one, it's a hopping zombie. So. A hopping... The hopping zombie or hopping vampire? No, hopping zombie. Oh, okay, so it's, there's a distinction it's an, there, it, too. It's an entity, okay. is, is basically what it is, for the most part. Right. But it can be a hopping zombie. I don't know how. Um, <laughs> <laughs> or a hopping vampire. Again, don't know how. The to me, it sounds like clear. spirit possession. Okay. Okay. Alright. And... <laughs> and we were just talking about Iron Fist and his chi being blocked and mm-hmm, stuff. Mm-hmm. Well, this thing hops from life form to life form to absorb the chi of the living. Okay, all right. So we we talked about it before we started recording, but it's kind of like The Fallen. Right, which is a movie I haven't seen. <laughs> yeah, which is demonic possession that... It's like can't the vampire hopping vampire camp and the hopping zombie camp get together and just go? It's a demon, right? It's a demon. Yeah. Someone needs someone needs to bring this to the UN so that we can make a decision on this. Yeah. Let's, let's, let's settle this. Let's settle this peacefully. Let's people. get the community. Let's get the communities together. Unite them as one. Yeah. Maybe it's a zombie vampire. I don't know. Yeah. That hops. That hops. <laughs> on a pogo stick or one of those bouncy <laughs> balls with the handle on it. <laughs> that would actually terrify the shit out of me. Yeah. <laughs> if I saw a zombie 
<laughs> on a bouncy ball <laughs> with the handle on it. That would I'd be like, oh shit. They're getting cognitive thought. They're like, I'm tired of all this walking. <laughs> yeah, I, can't, I can't walk so well, man. <laughs> you can't get so well get around so well when you're shambling. But both my legs from the knee down uh rotted off. So <laughs> losing a bit of that muscle tone. So I'm using this bouncy ball. When you, when you first said it, the first thing that popped into my head was, uh, I don't know if you've ever seen like the, the artist depictions of uh, like Spring-Heeled Jack back in like the 1800s in England, uh-huh. and it was always like this, like some, almost almost kind of like what you would what you would picture as like, you know, your stereotypical sort of vampire, you know, like the, the Dracula, the Bela Lugosi uh, Dracula, but with like a top hat, and he's like, he's got like springs in his shoes, and he's like hopping over walls. I mean, the... the Apparently, that shit was, you know, asshole clinching, terrifying in the eighteen hundreds. <laughs> but you look at those artist renderings now, and they're fucking hilarious. I, I would it's called you to a what again? Spring Hill Jack. Spring Hill Jack. I'm, I'm yeah, that was. That uh, we, we might do one on it later on. But basically, it was like there was a uh, in in the eighteen hundreds. It was like Victorian London. Yeah. People thought that there was. They don't know if it was a man or a creature of some kind, but it was like. Uh, going around like killing people, and the it would it would leap from you know over walls and onto roofs and things like that. And some people thought that it was a guy who had literally springs in his shoes, and he was just <laughs> like just, that's why Spring Hill Jack, and he would you know leap around all silly and, and kill people. Um, and then they would in the newspaper they would do uh, like artist renderings of it, and it was always this like silly Victorian looking guy, and he's like springing along check it out sometime <laughs> spring hill jack mm-hmm. all right so the zhang's shay while it's known as a hopping vampire but it's often mistaken for a zombie okay or if you talk to the other camps, it's a zombie that's mistaken for a vampire. All right. Okay. And it moves around by hopping. Like Springfield Jack, I suppose. Spring Spring Heeled Jack. Oh, Spring Heeled Jack. Yeah. Heel or hill? Heeled. Like he had oh. springs in his heels, oh, okay. the heels of his shoe. Yeah. Okay, so not only does it hop from person to person, but it also physically <laughs> hops as a means of travel. Well, you know, it's a creature of habit, I okay. guess. All right. <laughs> it's like I'm hopping from body to body anyway. I might as well hop over to this body. <laughs> okay. And so, and it hops with its arms outstretched. So all I can picture it was like the old Frankenstein. <laughs> his arms out all, uh, or, this, or the mummy. Uh, right, right. But he's hopping. <laughs> <laughs> terrifying. <laughs> Actually, no, that would be terrifying. I mean, if it was like middle of the night and someone was hopping towards me like that, I would be a little freaked out, to be honest with you. Yeah. So it's usually dressed in official garments of the 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 Qing dynasty. Okay. 
So it's like a like a soldier's uniform kind of thing, or like just or just Chinese like, oh, imperial Chinese imperial robes. Oh, okay. Type okay. Things. Gotcha. <laughs> so it can do numerous things. All right. It's got a skill set. It's got a skill set. I'm not even going to attempt to pronounce this, okay. but it was a Qing Dynasty scholar, Ji uh, Chao Lan. All right. Uh, in his book. So, there's two. Uh, the, the Chinese believed that there's two parts to the soul. It's kind of like yin and yang. Right? Okay. This is called Hun and Yo. Okay. So, when you die, one part of your soul goes to the afterlife. And that's the Hun. Okay. The Yo stays within the deceased body. All right. And it's the Yo that can be resurrected. Okay. okay. But it's only half a soul. Yes. All right. So, um, <laughs> so they classify these entities as two things. A recently dead person that's been reanimated, or a long dead person whose body hasn't decomposed Okay. Yeah. It's convoluted. As these things tend to be. So, they can be raised by supernatural acts. You know, sorcery. Okay. Witchcraft. Like, these things are, like, all-encompassing. I mean, we've got vampires, zombies. Yeah. Uh, Freaking witches. Spirit possession of a dead body. Okay. So you know some spirits just all, yeah, I'm tired, kind of tired of floating around. Yeah. Want to get me a bowl of noodles? Right. Let me let me possess this dead body so I can go get me some noodles. Yeah. Want to do some stuff that you need sort of a corporeal state to accomplish. Now, or it can be. That a corpse absorbs enough yang chi okay. to return to life. Okay. They don't tell how how a body absorbs. Like another yang chi. body's yang chi, or I don't know. Okay. <laughs> Mysterious. It's, it's, it's like what I loved about this topic is. There's so much information with no freaking answers whatsoever <laughs> that, that are specific. Right, right. So, a person's body is governed by three huns and seven poes. 
What did I say earlier? Yo's. Yeah. Strike that. It's not yo's. It's Poe's. Like okay. Kung Fu Panda. His name's Poe. Okay. Right. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so it's not like a split in half sort of thing. No, it's like uh, it's like a weird freaking... Uh, it's like a Harry Potter horcrux. Yes. What a <laughs> you got to get all the pieces together before you can figure out uh, who's doing what. All right. Sidebar. So. Sidebar. Speaking of Harry Potter, right? I was I was watching this thing, right? It was a it was I don't know like kind of a theory on it on the thing. So in in. I don't know how, how well-versed you are on the Potterverse, but the idea was is that uh, Voldemort, he who should not be named or whatever, uh, he, in order to kind of gain his, his immortality, he kept splitting his soul into what they called the hor- Horcruxes. Uh-huh. And it was like, so every time yeah. he did that, he would split the soul in half. So the first Horcrux was half of his soul. And then, so the next next time he did it was half of that. Next time was half of that. So he was like... You know? Like paying down a credit card. Yeah, yeah, kind of like that. <laughs> so the idea was what they were talking about in this video was that so Harry himself was the final or one of the Horcruxes, right? Okay. And so by the time they battled at the end, because they've already destroyed all the other Horcruxes, Harry's the only one left, right? The idea is is that Harry himself was more Voldemort than Voldemort. Because he had more of Voldemort's soul than Voldemort did, because he kept splitting it in half. So, I don't know. I thought that was interesting. <laughs> well, no, I mean, yeah, yeah, math. I mean, I need, yeah, I need to take a math class. <laughs> like, no, that totally makes sense. Does it? I don't know. Does it? Yeah. Probably. It sounds like it does. I just accepted it. <laughs> <laughs> So the Hun and Poe. This is what the Hun and Poe is. Okay. Hun and Poe. Hun means the cloud soul. So that's the one that'll go to heaven, hell, whatever. Right. The afterlife. And then Poe means white soul. Racist. <laughs> it's the Chinese that named it, not me. <coughs> I wasn't calling you a racist. Oh, okay. So the Hun is the Yang soul. Okay. And that leaves the body after death. All right. And the Po is the Yin soul, which remains... With the corpse of the deceased. Okay. <laughs> there is controversy on how many souls occupy our body. Of course there is. <laughs> In Taoism, it's three Hun and seven Po. That sounds like a badass rap group. (laughs) So you got a total of ten soul bits. Ten soul bits. (laughs) Soul shavings. 
<laughs> so I don't know, maybe three of your, you know, your three Huns, maybe one goes to heaven, one goes to hell, and one goes into limbo. Maybe you do a timeshare in the afterlife. I don't know. Okay. <laughs> So, basically, what happens is this hopping vampire or hopping demon or hopping zombie, it reincarnates dead bodies. Okay. And it reanimates them and... Like, as early as, or it just, 2012 with the stories I was reading, people still believe this in China to this day. Okay, alright. It was like a bus driver ran over a woman, and she popped up and attacked him. I'm like, okay, no, I guess adrenaline doesn't do that, Uh, you know. My motherfucker just ran me over with a bus. (laughs) And then she died shortly afterwards. And then there's other ones that uh, died. You know, they died. And one was like kind of a heart-wrenching story. It was of a little boy who died and, you know, he was pronounced dead by the doctors. Mm-hmm. They're doing their version of Awake. Mm-hmm. And the kid just pops up. And he's like, oh... Daddy, can I have some water? Oh, shit. And so, you know, the family's like, oh, my God, our baby's not dead. Yeah. This is great. So they get him some water, and he drinks some water. You know, everybody's freaking out, you know. Sure, yeah. Because, <laughs> you know, who wouldn't freak out if a, you know, body just suddenly came to. Sure. And uh, gave him water, and then he went and laid back down in the coffin and died again. Huh. Wow. That's pretty fucked up. <coughs> that's just that just sounds like a kid trying not to go to bed. Uh-huh. Yeah, right. <laughs> that's exactly what it sounds like. <laughs> Can I have some water? Get to bed. Get your ass to bed. Uh, and so it, there's like multiple things like this about people pronounced dead and then they don't ever say if it's like at a state of the art medical facility in China. Right. You know. It could be in some peasant town. Yeah. Which happens a lot. Hell, it happens here in the States. I remember years ago here reading stories about the embalmers did a terrible job on embalming a body, so the body just pops up yeah. out of the coffin, you know, then it's got all the embalming fluid like coming out of its mouth. Other people in the crowd are having a heart attack. Yeah, I'd shit my fucking pants. Right? Yeah. Well, I mean, sure, I mean, there's all those, uh, you know, there's that history of, you know, there was a lot of fear about that because I guess without, like, modern sort of science, like, death is not a very easy thing to, you know, pronounce right away yeah you, you, the like the little bells in the cemetery yeah yeah that's where the that's where the term saved by the bell actually comes from is because they would they would they had a little device that 
you know, so if someone was still alive in a coffin, they could pull a little rope and it would ring a bell above the the uh, grave. And then so the what what do they I call it? How the many times, I would, wonder how many times somebody dug up somebody that was actually dead because it was a breezy night. <laughs> they heard the bell ringing, <laughs> right? <They're> like, oh, <laughs> get him out of there! Oh no, no, they're fucking dead. Yes, <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> they probably have made it that they were like, oh, well, I guess we weren't quick enough, or something. But yeah, I mean, they had all kinds of different devices and stuff. You can go on, you can go online, you can look at all the different sort of like blueprints that people came up yeah. with, and of like that was you know, an industry. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, you know, well, it was well, just it was hopping zambies. Yeah. Well, no, yeah. <laughs> clearly, clearly. They're mischievous little pranksters. <laughs> they were just hopping from body to body in the graveyard. So, but you say, but you say that they they would also raise the dead. So, is that like were they practicing some sort of like necromancy, or was it like hopping in in that they would like the body? Well, no, like a loved in? one, a loved one. If they, you know, they had a sorcerer or you know necromancer friend, as you do, as you do, as you, do you know. <laughs> He's a level 27. <laughs> they could cast spells and they could bring, you know, I mean, it's a, it's a story as old as time. How many cheesy, you know, horror movies from the 80s were, you know, use some sorcery and bring a loved one back to life, but now they're different. Yeah. Yeah. Shit, we made one of those. Uh, yeah, we did. <laughs> See, like I said, story as old as time. Yeah. So you can do that. I'm not sure how you can just like draw positive chi energy. Yeah, that's uh, wily, man. It's a. I don't know, like you know, maybe the maybe the caretaker of your grave is like a really cheerful person, and he just drops some chi. Uh, you know, as as you know, <laughs> slippery. It's real slippery. Know, some life force. Yeah. It kind of bloops out his pant leg. Yeah. <laughs> He's <laughs> he got a healthy meal. He's he's really caring and loving. He, he, he ate some something pickled. Yeah, maybe well, wash it down with a little uh, alcoholic substance, and uh, yeah, and then just is Putin around your grave <laughs> while he's taking care of it, and be like, oh. Your name is such a pretty name. (laughs) (laughs) And he does that for like five years, and next thing you know, through the earth. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, because supposedly there's, you know, that sort of like life energy everywhere. You know, a few years back in 2012, uh, myself and a buddy of ours, we, uh, we decided, we were like, you know what? They keep saying it's the end of the world. The, uh, is it the Aztec into the Aztec calendar. Yeah. It's Aztec. Yeah. And so our we we decided we're like, you know what? We're, if it's the end of the world, we're going to be there. So we took a cruise out with a whole load of crazies uh, out to uh, some Aztec ruins. <laughs> we're in uh, Chichen Itza on uh the uh on Doomsday. <laughs> and uh because we were, you know, with a a group, a tour group of crazies, uh, you know, they, they, there was a lot of talk about, you know, the energies and, you know, they, they wanted us to, they, 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 
we, we all got issued a, a, a spiral notebook. So as we walked around the ruins, they we wanted to, they wanted us to record our experiences, what we felt, and things like that. And they they told us that we we should uh, for the best experience to take our shoes and our socks off so that we could be more connected with the ground and really feel the energy coming from the ground and things mm-hmm. like that. Uh, which I did not do uh, because I did not want to walk around Aztec ruins in my bare feet. So maybe I didn't get the full experience. Maybe but, uh, you wearing the shoes staved off Doomsday. Maybe. You're maybe welcome. you just saved the world. I think that's how you should tell a story. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> you saved us all. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I don't know. For me it was, I just didn't really, I wasn't at a position in my life to take spiritual advice from a man wearing a fake cat's tail as he walked around the cruise ship. Okay. So why not? I don't know. He was obviously a puma, (laughs) and the puma is a very like sacred animal. Yeah. Maybe I was a little close-minded about the whole thing. (laughs) But uh, yeah, but there was a there was a lot of talk about life, life forces, life energies. So maybe maybe the uh, the hopping zombie sort of kind of absorbs that over time, kind of like a like a like sort of like a solar panel. And once it absorbs enough, then it... Then it like a cistern. Yeah. A cistern of chi. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's it. Collects it as people walk by. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, you're radiating, you know. <coughs> you know, it's like you always, whenever it... <coughs> you know, like whenever I, uh, uh, you know, my, I bring up my... Uh, Complete and total loathing of the band 311. There's a, a song you like to bring up. The was it the color the color of oh yeah uh, amber the, the color of your energy yeah yeah maybe and if she's listening right now she's cringing. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like what you've never heard that before never not once I haven't never? I haven't mm-hmm. oh yeah. Oh, no, like, guys, that's how guys used to try and pick her up, was... (laughs) (laughs) It's the color of your energy. Amber. Amber. Oh, that's the color of your energy. (laughs) 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 I was like, God, I'd be more impressed if he walked up to you and went, them pants made out of Windex, because I could see myself in them. Like, that'd be more original than... You know, than quoting a band from a crappy faux reggae band. <laughs> yeah, so she's not a she's not a huge Three Eleven fan either. Good, good. You guys can high five on that one. Yep, she's a smart lady, <laughs> a real smart lady. She's got good taste. I, I, I keep I keep telling her she is. She got terrible taste in men, but. Ah, <laughs> uh, you're fine. Well, thanks. You're pretty easy on the eyes too. Oh, thanks. <laughs> but yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. regardless, regardless of the fact, so they, so the hopping zambi accumulates more of the po chi. No, the po is what's staying hanging out in the dead body. 
Right, but what, what's the what's so that's not the energy that reanimates the body? No, it's when it gets the chi. So we got the Hun, the Po, and the Chi. Okay. All right. Now chi is life force. Okay. So oh, so it's separate. Yeah. So when the when you die, and the life force is gone, like mm-hmm. the Chi goes with the Hun, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. off to wherever the Huns go. Like when your like, like when your brain function ceases <laughs> and you gotta poop yourself. The... Yeah. You know. <laughs> so that goes out there. Okay. But the Po. Still chilling out in the dead body. Okay. And, whether through sorcery or farting at the graves, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> does the groundskeeper just, just do like a crop dusting? Uh, yeah, he's crop dusting and more cheese getting in there. Yeah. Um, then it can reanimate that way. It can reanimate through sorcery. Okay. And then when it does get reanimated, mm-hmm. it goes on a killing spree. Okay. So it doesn't go, it's it's not, because you said that it, it, it raises other dead, so does it like kind of create like a little No, 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 it doesn't, no, it's not raising the dead. Oh. Well, when I said raising the dead, I just meant the, the one individual oh. thing there. Okay, it, gotcha. They don't, doesn't come up and start, you know, building a zombie army. Okay, all right. Because, I mean, because, think about it. Think about it. You can't be raising a zombie army because you're going out there to kill living things to get their chi to keep you going. Yeah, okay. You don't want competition. It's like me. I'm going to start a new sport, and I'm just going to award. I'm not going to let anybody else play, and I'm just going to win the the trophy every year. Be like, oh, I'm the world champion of whatever. (laughs) Ten years running. (coughs) Okay, all right. So it goes on a killing spree. Does it have like a certain way it does it? So it hops around. Yeah, with hops, arms outstretched. With his arms outstretched, like Frankenstein uh-huh. mummy. Okay, all right. And it just kills things. Sometimes people will raise them to you know enact re- revenge. Okay. You know, that's sick, why sick it on somebody. That's why you kind of gotta have you know. You kind of got to have a necromancer friend. Mm. Yeah. See. Okay. <coughs> but now, is that where like the confusion between whether it's a zombie or if it's a vampire does it go around like biting necks? Yeah, it goes around and it's biting necks. It's eat, eating people, consuming them. Okay. Pulling their chi out of them. Okay. But it doesn't sparkle. Doesn't sparkle. Okay. It doesn't it's not like trying to find its girlfriend. Nope. Okay. It doesn't have purple tears. Okay. Alright. I'm gonna go ahead and I'm gonna go ahead and say it's a zambi. Yeah. That's what I, that's that's what my conclusion is, because, you know Zambies bite people all the time. And what are they trying to do? They're trying to get to your brains. Or eat your flesh. Or all right, this is how, this is how we, we make the final determination. Do you want to have sex with it? No. Zambi. Yes. It's a Zambi. That is a, that is a good insight right there. Yeah. Because, you know, vampires, you know, they're attractive. Yeah. As long as we're not talking about Nosferatu. Yeah. 
That's how they seduce you and get you in close. Mm-hmm. So you can chomp on your neck yeah. or turn you. Yeah. These ones don't turn. They kill and absorb the chi so they can keep going on. Right. But they do hop from body to body sometimes. Yes, they can hop from body to body. So, you know. But it's not like making another one. It's It hops out of the one body, goes to the other body, the initial body is done. Yes. Okay. Yeah. So, you know, you might want to have sex with one of them. Maybe that's where the confusion is coming in from the two camps. Right, like, initially. Because maybe, like, the first body is, like, you know, some 80-year-old decrepit person. Yeah, kind of decomposed, just came out the grave. Yeah, they're like, oh, oh man, it's going to be so hard while he's hopping. Uh-huh. He's like, man, my knees are really shitty. <laughs> this sucks. <laughs> yeah. Then, so you got to find a young, yeah, attractive. yeah, okay, all right. So I guess that's a plausibility. I mean, it makes total sense. Okay, well, I'll tell you what, I'm I'm real glad this seems to be confined in China because that sounds kind of I mean, it's silly well, as just shit. all over Asia it's, oh, okay. too. They also have versions of it in uh, Japan and Korea and Vietnam. Okay, that's fine. They and, can keep that shit over there in Thailand. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't heard about one in, like, Des Moines or anything right. like okay, that. Okay, good. Yeah, we, we've got our own problems over here. Thanks. Because, <laughs> yeah, I mean, as silly, as silly as that sounds, in all reality, to where I see a dead body hopping towards me at night, <laughs> mm, yeah, I'd, I'd need a change of underwear. Yeah. And I could probably out, I mean, unless it's got, like, some kind of supernatural, creepy, freaking, you know, range on their hopping i mean i'd totally turn and run oh yeah totally maybe that's the thing though maybe they can just maybe they can leap like a motherfucker like an orangutan or yeah a kangaroo yeah there's something else that hops real good <laughs> an orangaroo oh shit With their that probably, arms all outstretched that probably <laughs> exists somewhere somewhere <laughs> I'm sure we'll come across Beware it. Beware the orangaroo. <laughs> it's got purple lips and long arms and a big-ass tail. And it can use that tail to put itself up. Make sure and you he's totally balanced because his arms are outstretched. Make sure you... Brush your teeth at night, kids, or the orangaroo is going to come and put you in, put you in its pouch, and hop away <laughs> and with you. Hop away with you. <laughs> You'll be gone in two seconds. It's not Superman. You can, you can leap a tall building in a single bound. Later days. Well, that's never the thing, seen it. right? Superman is that he doesn't fly; he leaps. Yeah, initially. Yeah. Yeah. That was the that was the initial idea. You know, I actually really liked, uh, like, sort of the original explanations for Superman's shit. Like, is that, I, and, and I'm sure some nerd out there somewhere is gonna, you know, give me some kind of shit for this. But this is what I remember as a kid when I first uh, was reading like Superman comics because my uh, my dad kept a lot of he had a lot of uh, like reprints of. Like original, the original origin yeah, story ones. Yeah, no, like, I remember yeah, those. The, yeah, like from the '30s and stuff. Mm-hmm. And uh, so that was my initial uh, exposure to Superman. And I, I remember them sort of explaining it as that uh, that Krypton was a massive planet. It was so much bigger 
than Earth, so that so his so his body was built for that much like greater gravity that you know okay. the gravity uh-huh. pull that we, for you know a larger mass. So when he was on Earth, that was how he could jump so well, and why he was so strong was because his he you know oh it wasn't powered by the sun. Yeah, it was. It wasn't powered by the sun. It was like us on the moon. Oh, okay. You know, he's dealing with a lot less gravity than his body is built for, and so that's why he had his powers. And that always seemed, you know, and I'm no scientist, but as a young child, like eight years old, that seemed a lot more scientifically sound of an idea than oh, he just he's kind of like a battery and he sucks up sun rays, and that's what gives him his powers. So I always kind of more. I was. I've always been more partial to that explanation. Yeah, because you think Lex Luthor would have just waited for a, an eclipse, right? Well, because I, I think I think the I think the idea is is that he is like kind of like a battery, so he absorbs mm. the the rays, and then so like a, a, darkness, like the the darkness of night, is not enough time for him to. Uh, sort of use up all the energy. Okay. Gotcha. So, yeah. But all that all that stuff about, like, Krypton being larger and the whole gravity thing, that's been thrown out the window a long time ago. So, But I always like that explanation better. Yep, so basically that's it. Um, you know, Imperial zombies, I don't know if... Why they all end up in? Oh yeah, that was the other thing that kind of seems to sort of uh, hop over. (laughs) 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 So, and then you said that it it was in the like traditional garb of like a certain. I don't know. Maybe it's like maybe they use it as burial clothes, and that's why Uh, they're in those. Okay, yeah. So it's it's just it seems like something out of like. uh, big trouble in Little China. Yeah, no, it, it, it's, <laughs> it totally did. I was, I was ra- waiting to read something that said, and then Kurt Russell showed up <laughs> <laughs> with an Uzi. Hell yeah, hell yeah, he did. So I'm guessing they have like a burial clothes. I guess like if it was to happen here in America, you right, know, they'd be, be like in a suit, right? <laughs> their favorite tuxedo t-shirt that'd probably be the bigger one right. yeah that was that was actually one thing that always bothered me as a kid watching like uh watching zombie movies because a lot of them uh at least in the 80s a lot of the zombie movies always showed the zombies like rising from the grave mm-hmm. kind of thing it wasn't so much the zombie like making zombies as it goes along like it would just be like a whole cemetery and everybody would rise yeah. from the graves and it was like yeah they, you'd have like the dudes that would come out and they'd be in like the tattered suit or whatever but then they'd have like the chef zombie and he'd like come out in his like chef uniform be like you bur- they buried him in that shit it'd be like the cheerleader zombie it's like you buried her in that fucking uniform seriously <laughs> with and the pom yeah even when I was a little kid I was like eh, I don't know about all that that doesn't make sense she really loved cheerleading <laughs> You know, like uh, she's got a megaphone. Yeah, like like the like the the epicenter of my childhood trauma, which I it, you know I truly believe began at the Thriller video. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, that 
you know, and my sisters will attest to the fact that that shit terrified me. And they didn't help the situation because they That's know, what older sisters do. Yeah, yeah. They'd they be like, oh my God, the there's zombies outside. And they're all fucking dancing in the street. And I'd be like, ah, and I'd go run around the house. But I think it was kind of similar in that, you know, is like some of them were dressed in sort of a formal kind of what you would bury some people in, but then they had other people that were in like sort of regular street clothes and, yeah. you know, different, you know, there was like, I don't Parachute know. Parachute like pants. Yeah, like a, like a baseball player or something. <laughs> I don't know. But yeah. yeah, that that always kind of, that was where my, you know, because you were talking earlier about like suspension of disbelief and it's like, you know, as in a structure of a story of like a movie or something like that is it's like, yes, you're dealing with like, you know, because I always hear when people are talking, you know, like someone doesn't like a movie and they're like, oh, well, this thing wasn't believable. And someone else goes, well, there's this other unbelievable thing. So how do you, uh, you know, why do you care about this? And it's like when you're when you're constructing a story like that is like you have to make the rules of your universe. Yeah. And where it breaks down is when you don't follow your own rules of the universe. And so it's something like that where it's like, okay, so the rules of this universe is that zombies rise up from the grave the all at once. All at once. Because somebody left a sandwich on a vat of radioactive material and lightning hit it. And it yeah. was the baloney combining with the radioactive waste. Yeah, and like yeah. It was, you know, there was a whole, there was like a batch of bad peanut butter or something, and then like that makes you know that all mixed together. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But then you know, so if you're gonna have, you know, that sort of thing, then you need to establish the fact that in this universe, yeah, we'll put, if you're a pizza delivery boy, we're gonna bury you in your fucking uniform if you die. <laughs> yeah, if, if you let the, if you want Domino's to pay for this funeral since he died on the job, he's got to be buried. It is pizza delivery uniform. It's right there in the fine print. He signed it. It's happening. And it's totally going to be a popper's funeral. We ain't getting him an oak casket. Oh, no. Nope. We're getting him one of them cardboard three-sided ones. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that shit disintegrated ages ago, so all he's got to do is just sort of dig his way out. Real easy like Yeah. <laughs> See, actually, he probably had it easier. The pizza delivery guy probably it was probably easier for him to dig out of his grave because <laughs> Cause he was buried in a big pizza exactly. box. <laughs> that rich dude fucking was pissed. He's like, "Oh, they put me in a mausoleum. Oh, it's co- oh, I finally get out of the coffin and I went. To- oh, there's a concrete slab on top of me." All right. Damn, I knew I shouldn't have worked at that lumber yard my whole life. <laughs> I should have worked at the paper mill. <laughs> I got some I got some biting and some dancing to do in the streets. <coughs> if you think about it, the one in the mausoleum is probably the most pissed off. Right? When they get out. So you get out of your coffin, but you're in a you know, you're in a concrete or marble sarcophagus after that. So you get out of the wood, you're like, uh, brains, shit. <laughs> taking forever to get the damn lid off the sarcophagus. You're like, finally, fuck. And you get out there, and you're like, ah, oh, shit. There's a fucking door, and it's locked. <laughs> it's made of stone. <laughs> 
And then there's the one that's like, good thing I worked in the, on the railroad and they buried me with my sledgehammer. <laughs> yeah, my tools. <laughs> Cut out of their lickety split. <laughs> that, is, that is a good point, yeah. Uh, I'm sure the zombie in the mausoleum was probably a little bit more pissed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this mausoleum's turned into like little sort of like time bombs. Yeah, it's like every you you quell the the zombie invasion, and then someone accidentally opens up a mausoleum, and then just all the zombies <laughs> spill out. All finally, <sighs> thank you for opening that. I appreciate it. <laughs> oh, brains. <laughs> So I kind of I kind of appreciate the fact that and you know we were talking about our hate for you know Walking Dead or whatever but I do appreciate the sort of you know the the evolution of the zombie mythos where it's not that sort of goofy ass like they all rise from their graves or whatever it's like the you know the zombie comes out and it's sort of like the patient zero and it makes all the other zombies and you know and that's why you know they walk around and yeah I think since like you know um you know China's such a collective society, yeah. regardless of their form of government, but even before that, it's the one that always stood out. So I think this makes it scarier, Yeah, because, um, you know, like, here in the States, we have, um, you know, the saying, the, uh, the squeaky wheel gets the grease, mm-hmm. right? So, you know, we're supposed to stand out and yeah. raise our fists. You know, unless you're a person of color or a woman, but... Uh, well, yeah. <laughs> I mean, we say they can. Yeah, yeah. They can The, the idea is there. Yeah, the idea is there. No, no we'll tell you that. <laughs> Don't do it. <laughs> I, I, I'm not saying don't do it. I'm saying go ahead, do it. Yes, please do. Please do. Speak your mind when you need to speak your mind. But in a lot of Asian cultures is what they say is the the poking nail gets the hammer. Okay. Huh. Because it's much more of a collective society. In other words, it, it's talking about don't... Don't stick out. S- don't stick out. Huh. You know, we're working to this collective good. Right. And, you know, if you're, you know, if you're sticking out, you get the hammer. Wham! Right. So it's not a good thing. Right. So that's probably why this one, this myth in particular, is terrifying that it's only one. Right. But I'd love to see the dance video. (laughs) (laughs) Of a mass invasion of the hopping zombie vampires. Hell yeah. That'd be great. That would be good. Someone needs to film make it that from a Film it from a distance. and <laughs> <laughs> Put it to some music. Hopefully they're all synced up. Yeah, well, yeah. That'd be great. <laughs> be like watching Lord of the Dance, man. Yeah. Well, hopefully whatever cemetery they rose up from, hopefully there was a uh, choreographer buried there. <laughs> Help out. <laughs> Some Chinese sorcerer is like, oh, I love the way he danced. Rise. <laughs> now all of you rise. <laughs> Dance for me. <laughs> We're going on the X Factor. 
Zombies got talent. Zam's got talent. Zam's jams. Simon Cowell can't break your heart if it don't function. Uh, exactly. <laughs> your brain ain't working. <laughs> You're not going to be able to process his insults anyhow. Let's do this. <laughs> oh, shit. And that's the hopping Zambi. The hopping uh, Zambi of... China. China. Holy shit. Yeah, so I think that's probably about... God damn, we've been talking for a while. Um, yeah. <laughs> so there's your episode of Spooky. The Spooky Podcast. And as usual, you can find us on the Facebook. Facebook.com slash the Spooky Podcast. And now we have a Patreon. So, and I'm putting it this way. Ask yourself a question. If over the course of a month, 30 days, 31 days, I'm assuming it's not February, if during that time, $2 fell out of your pocket, would you notice? Probably not. Probably not. And if that's your answer, maybe consider heading over to our Patreon and uh, giving us that $2 to help support the spooky podcast and uh so we can keep making making these episodes and uh up in the quality and all that other sort of things so you can find that at patreon.com slash the spooky podcast and we'd really appreciate it if you could do that uh, i want to give a shout out to a couple other uh sites some local people yeah really good people podcasts Podcast. Uh, one, you can find it through the Facebooks. One is a written blog, so it's a blog, a okay. podcast, and then the other one is a podcast. All right. And that's a, uh, just search it in uh, Facebook, that's Android Vision. Android Vision, yes. Which I gave a shout out to last week. Mm-hmm. And then the other one, for you, you all out there that like to use your thoughticals. Yeah. Deep thinkeries. All you Rick and Morty fans. <laughs> <laughs> it's the bad philosopher. Okay. You just search that up in the Facebook? Just search it up in the Facebooks and you can find both of those. Nice. And I'm there. I'm basically the color commentator because it's like smart people talking. Okay. And I'm all, but what about farts? <laughs> Booger. <laughs> <laughs> bring, it, bring in your spooky brand <laughs> commentary. But, yeah, check those ones out, guys. You will not be disappointed. Android Vision. Android Vision and The Bad Philosopher. Awesome. Cool. Thanks for joining us again. You guys are awesome. And we will see you next week here at the end of Spooky Toberween. That one will actually be after Halloween. Now, if I did my math right, which I can't 100% yeah, test to. Yeah, we actually record the next episode on Halloween. On Halloween, yeah. So, cool. We will see you next time. I'm Shane K. Witty. And I am Chris L. Dillon. And this has been Spooky. The Spooky Podcast. During Spooktoberween. Bye. Bye.